Welcome to the radio program, Why Paul? Bringing and interpreting the doctrine Jesus Christ presented through the Apostle Paul. Your hosts are Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton of 14th Street Ministries. We are here to bring you the answers found in 2 Timothy 2.15 and encourage you to teach and share this program with others. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton. And welcome back um, this Tuesday. I'm your host, Michelle Mix. And I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. And I'm your host, Danielle Law. And our other host, Pam Lampton. She should be joining back with us, I believe, next week. Uh, So we'll welcome her back. Um, And today, let's um, go ahead and open up in prayer. Um, Mike, can you open us in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the many blessings you sent our way. We thank you for your word that we can uh, read your word and uh, give your word out to those listeners that it will uh, encourage them to study the word, rightly dividing the word of truth and give them understanding and knowledge and uh, security in your word. We thank you again for the the price you paid for us on the cross to give us this free uh, salvation, this eternal life. And we come to you, Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we'll be glad to um, have uh, Pamela Lampton back with us. Um, She generally um, starts us off with, we have questions. Uh, Of course, last week, a question came in uh, during the program, uh, an anonymous question. And uh, that was great that we were able to, um, you know, um, answer that question um, last week. I think that really helped everybody. Um, Definitely hearing hearing the question and uh, the answer so that it helps all of us. Um, Now, We are um, working on definitions in scripture text. So um, I'm going to go ahead and review. We have 11 definitions we're going to do. We're now to number four. Uh, So we started with righteousness, imputation, justification. Today, we're going to start with grace, uh, then redemption, propitiation, Something like that by the time we're done. Yeah, (laughs) I should get that right. Uh, Faith, remission, forbearance, reconciliation, and sanctification. Uh, And today we're going to start with grace. We actually started a little bit last week, but let's go ahead and kind of go backwards and review and start at the beginning of that one. Okay, before we start, um, a little information on the confusion in the Bible and uh, when we're talking about um, the gospel, uh, that can be very confusing because people are taking the good news. The gospel means good news, and there's many. There are many messages of good news in the Bible, but the message of good news for this present age is the good news of God mm-hmm. that God has provided for everyone free, total, and complete salvation from our sins. The book of Romans in the Bible is God's great explanation of how this salvation was accomplished. The simplicity of the gospel is found in 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4. Christ died for our sins, was buried, and rose from the dead the third day according to the scriptures. And there's confusion that causes confusion when you don't rightly divide the words of truth. 
and uh, and you have one group of people that believe one thing and another and another group that believes another thing, and and it just goes on and just total confusion. Um, plus, I want you to be aware of the, another reason why there is so much confusion in Christendom. The problem is that people read their Bible super, superstitiously, thinking that whatever they read and whatever they whatever they read is God is saying to them. In other words, whatever they read, they think it's to them. But that is not so. Confusion begins by not paying attention to who is being addressed in the passages of the Bible. And then not believing that when God addresses Israel, he means Israel. So if you're reading in the Old Testament and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he's dealing with Israel, not the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. This is a portion of the Bible that specifically addresses us, um, Gentiles and Jews of this age. It is the book of Romans through Philemon. Those are Paul's epistles from the risen Christ. Now let's see how, how knowing this fact clears up much confusion. It is commonly taught that there is only one gospel in the Bible. I'm not speaking of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospels, what we call the gospels, which are sometimes called the gospels. I'm, I'm talking about the proclamation of the gospel of the Bible. Many, in fact, most believe that all the New Testament preachers, John the Baptist, Jesus Christ, the 12 apostles, and the apostles of Paul preach the same gospel. This is totally unscriptural. The the Bible speaks of several gospels, gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of grace of God, the gospel of peace, the everlasting gospel, the gospel of circumcision, the gospel of the uncircumcision, etc. goes on. These are not all synonymous terms to, to the gospel. They do not have the same meaning. The gospel of the kingdom is what our Lord Jesus Christ preached during his earthly ministry, according to Matthew 4.23. By comparing these verses with Matthew 4.17, we know that the gospel of the kingdom is is the preaching of the good news that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This was the kingdom Jesus Christ taught his disciples to pray for Matthew, pray in Matthew 6.10. Michelle, would you look up, um, read Matthew 4.23 and Matthew 4.17? All right, Matthew 4. And Daniel, uh, Matthew 6.10. Okay, well, what was mine again, Matthew? Matthew 4. Okay. 23 and 17, and 417. Matthew okay. 4, 23. Okay. 423. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 423, mm-hmm. uh, where he begins his ministry. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Okay, and go to Matthew, uh, in other words, he's talking about Israel. He went to the synagogue. Matthew 4.17. Okay, 4.17. So Mm -hmm. I'll go backwards up to 17. 
And that says, from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And, and that's to the, to the nation of Israel. Christ was walking on earth, the Son of God, their Messiah, and he was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And Daniel would read Matthew 6.10. Yep. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's part of what we call the Lord's Prayer. They call it the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about the kingdom. That has nothing to do with the body of Christ. They're praying that the kingdom comes, which is the thousand-year reign of Christ. Christ will mm-hmm. rule, King of kings, Lord of lords, on this earthly ministry. Okay? God promised in the Old Testament to set up a kingdom. And, of course, Christ came to fulfill prophecy. So God promised in the Old Testament to set up a kingdom here on earth through the nation of Israel, which Jesus Christ would reign as king. Christ was here, and the good news, the gospel, the good news proclaimed was the kingdom was at hand. That's the good news, the gospel. In Matthew 10, 17, we find this to be the same gospel that the 12 apostles were sent to preach. Uh, Shall would you read Matthew 10, 7? Okay. And, and Danielle, if you look up Matthew 10, 5, and 6. 10, 7 says, and as ye go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Daniel, Matthew 10, 5, and 6. These 12, these 12, Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So how many Gentiles were involved in that? Who was he talking to? It's very obvious, the, right? The lost sheep. Yeah, the lost sheep of the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. We learned that this gospel was news for the nation of Israel. It is amazing, yet true, that even after the 12 apostles had been preaching this gospel for some time, they still did, did not know about Christ's purpose to go to the cross and die for their sin. We know this is true because when Jesus Christ began later to tell his apostles that he was going to Jerusalem to die, they did not believe him, nor did they understand what he was talking about. The reason they didn't understand was because they were preaching the good news about the kingdom. They were looking for the kingdom to come. Mm -hmm. Then they expected Jesus Christ to establish Israel's kingdom and to take the throne at their kingdom. As their king, take the throne as their king. Matthew, uh, would you read Matthew 16? Um, Michelle, would you read Matthew 16, 21 and 22? Okay. And Danielle, Luke 18, 31 through 34. So Matthew 16, 21 through 22. Okay. 16, 21. 21 and 22, yes. And sorry, I don't have this already. I'm actually literally looking it up since uh, it's not in my script. So, yeah. So I'm so I'm literally looking this up. You said Matthew sixteen twenty one. 
Yes, 1621 and 22. All right. From that time forth began Jesus to shew unto his disciples that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Yeah, see, they didn't understand. And uh, Daniel, Luke 18, 31 through 34. Yeah. Then he took unto him the twelve and said unto them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. For he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles, and shall be mocked, and spitefully entreated, and spitted on. And they shall scourge him, and put him to death, and the third day he shall rise again. How far did you say to go? Uh, 34. And they understood none of these things, and this saying was hid from them, neither knew they the things which were spoken. So they're, they're, they're thinking about the gospel of the kingdom. That's what's being preached. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, go ahead and read uh, Luke 19 and uh, 11. Luke 19 and 11. Luke 19, verse 11. Okay. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem, and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. Mm-hmm. That's what they're looking for. So how, how then could the 12 apostles have been preaching the same gospel as the Apostle Paul later preached when they, when they did not know nor understand anything about the cross at that time? Yet Paul says he preached the cross and Christ crucified. Michelle, look up 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 23. Okay. 1 Corinthians 1, 18, 18 and 23. Okay. Just 18 and 23. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us, us which are saved, it is the power of God. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Thank you. And 23. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you want 23? Yes. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Now, you don't find anything that in the gospel of the kingdom, do you? The cross, the cross and Christ crucified, that's what we preach. That's... Mm-hmm. This point is this, the gospel that the 12 apostles preached during the earthly ministry of Jesus is not the same gospel that Apostle Paul was sent to preach later. According to, uh, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, the gospel Paul preached was the good news of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins. And that's, that's our gospel, death, burial, and resurrection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paul tells us where his gospel originated 
in Galatians 1, 11 through 12. Uh, Cheryl, would you read that? Galatians okay. 1, 11 through 12. Okay. Let's tell him where he received this information. Okay. Galatians 1, 11 through 12. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's right. He didn't go to, to Peter and, and Paul, Peter and, and the 12 or the 11. It was after the resurrection and ascension that the Lord Jesus Christ revealed to the Apostle Paul all that was accomplished on the cross. In Acts 20, 24, Paul calls this message the gospel of the grace of God. In, uh, first, in, in Galatians 2, 1 and 2, we see that this gospel is intended for the Gentiles as well as the Jews. And in Galatians 2, 16, 10, 6 through 10, we find that the 12 apostles learned of this gospel from Paul. From Paul. Um, Michelle, would you read uh, Acts 20, 24? Okay. And then Danielle, Galatians 1, 2, 1, and 1, 2. Okay. And Acts, what was? Um, Acts so, 20. Okay. And right when we come back from break, I'm going to read Acts 20. Uh, that's Acts 20. 20. I'll read from that okay. as we continue talking about the gospel. Uh, so we're going to break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul and welcome back i'm your host michelle mix i'm your host michael mix and i'm your host danielle law 
And we are, before we go into our definition of grace uh, this week, um, we're um, getting some reminders of, of the gospel. And so we left off with Acts 20, 24. I'm going to read that. And then um, right after I read that, I'm also going to read Romans 15, 20, um, as we talk about the gospel. Um, so we have Acts 20, 24. Okay. But none of these things move me, neither count I life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And what we're talking about, Paul didn't receive his information or teaching from from uh, from uh, Peter or the 11, he got it from the risen Christ. He got the revelation from the risen Christ after the cross, after Christ's death and resurrection. So go ahead, Michelle, and read that. And uh, uh, Judith from uh, our Facebook Live listener, okay. um, she, uh, she said that Romans 15, 20, so that says, Yea, so have I strived to preach the gospel, not where Christ was named, lest I should build upon another man's foundation. Yeah, that's right. Christ, or, um, Christ is the foundation. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Paul is the master builder. Yes. Okay. Daniel, would you... Uh... Galatians 2, 1 and 2? Yeah. Then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me also, and I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to them which were of reputation, lest by any means I should run or had run in vain. Okay, he's going to the, he's going to the Peter, and he's explaining... Uh, He's given them the gospel that was given to him. That's a gospel of grace from the risen Christ. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, uh, Daniel, read uh, Galatians 2, 6 through 10. But of these who seem to be somewhat whatsoever they were, it maketh no matter to me, God accepteth no man's person. For they who seemed to be somewhat in conference added nothing to me. But contrarywise, when they saw that the gospel of the uncircumcision was committed unto me as the gospel of the circumcision was unto Peter. For he that wrought effectively, effectually in Peter to the apostleship of the circumcision, the same was mighty in me toward the Gentiles. And when James, Cephas, and John who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that was given unto me. They gave to me and Barnabas the right hands of fellowship, that we should go unto the heaven and they unto the circumcision. Only they would that we should remember the poor, the same which I also was forward to do. Okay, they agreed, and they agreed that they, there was two different gospels. Of course, I was reading a commentary in, in one Bible that said that they were talking about the same gospel. That's not true. The gospel of the kingdom is under the law. The gospel of grace is under grace. 
-hmm. In this present, present age of grace, God has set Israel as a nation aside and the kingdom promised to them. So they were set aside, has been postponed until the future time. So he hasn't forgotten Israel. We haven't replaced Israel. They're set aside until a future time. Then he'll, when we're, when we're raptured out, then he'll go back to his prophetic program with Israel. Therefore, the gospel of the kingdom is not God's message of good news for today, but rather the good news of how the cross saved sinners of all nationalities. This is God's message for today. This is why the first epistle of Paul set forth in our, in our Bible is the book of Romans. The book of Romans teaches precisely how God saves sinners. Therefore, the following is God's message of the good news for you today. If we go to Romans um, 3, Romans 3, and, and of course, the reason we're doing this, we're getting into the terminology of these different words that we were talking mm -hmm. about, these 11. The definitions. The 11 definitions. In Romans 3, 20 through 28, um, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. And right there we're talking about imputation, imputing. For these, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are, are past through the forbearance of God. Well, we just went through, just, just by you reading that, we just went through nine, uh, a list of our nine definitions we're going to go over. Yeah, All of good. those were in that, in that yeah. passage you just yeah. read. Yeah, good. And we'll cover all of them here and, and the other two that are missing. Mm -hmm. To declare, I say, that, that this time is righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believe in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works, nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. In Romans, um, we'll cover your other ones, Michelle. Uh, if, uh, in Romans 5.10, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And in 1 Corinthians 1.30, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Do you see him in there? Yep, got all of them. Yep. And all Romans, of them. Yeah, Romans 6.3. 
Know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. And that's talking about a spiritual baptism, not a water baptism, okay? Water baptism is for the kingdom program. Okay. So I guess we can go on to uh, the definitions and let's see where we're at on grace. Uh, we are at number four, which is grace. Okay, good. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. Grace is so much of the characteristics of God, like his love, that human words do not adequately express its meaning. In other words, there's more to grace than we than most see. There's more involved in that. Or that we can't comprehend. Yeah, that's right. Daniel, uh, 324, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Yeah, through Christ. We're in Christ and, and that grace is given to us. Some have defined grace as undeserved mercy, and this is true. However, all mercy is undeserved. That's the meaning of mercy. Grace is more than mercy. Mercy. Mercy gets, mercy gets a criminal off the hook and gets him out of jail. But grace pays the debt of the criminal and sets him free to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. When we that's say that... Look at it. Yeah, that's right. In other words, uh, it's more than just getting out of jail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When we say that grace is unmerited favor, we are saying that this favor cannot be earned. It's not just that you don't have to earn it. The fact is you cannot earn it. Since we are all sinners, there is nothing that we can do to gain God's favor. Even if you did good works constantly from here on out and sacrificed all your time to help others and did did great and wonderful things, 24 hours a day for the rest of your life to please God. God still would not accept you and your effort because he is holy and you are a sinner. You cannot work off your sins. God's salvation is not merited. It is a gift of God. The word for grace in the Greek is charis. The word for gift in the Greek is charisma. It is easily seen that every root meaning of the word grace is a gift. Uh, which in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, okay. this, it reminds us of that by saying, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So you mean no matter how hard I work, it doesn't? Right. So I don't have to work to receive my salvation, and I don't have to work to maintain it? Right. It's that's that a free, good, that, free gift. That's a, that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And in Romans eleven six, that's the verse that clearly contrasts works with grace. It does that because they are exact opposites. A gift is something that we're given freely, but work is something that you do to earn a wage. Uh, like in um, Romans 6.23, that tells us that 
uh, what wages we have coming to us. Romans yeah, we don't want those wages. Six. Mm-hmm. Um, and if by grace, then it is it no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. And Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so we really don't want what our sins have earned for us. Rather, we want a gift that comes from God through Christ Jesus. Uh, so since we began to study Romans 3, 21 through 24, uh, I think we have seen that God's righteousness has been made available to all of mankind today, but it is only imputed to those who believe. That means it's put it put on us, um, those who believe. Then God, upon that faith, justified or declares the sinner righteous. Uh, now, we learn all of that um, because this is done freely by his grace. So, what a wonderful God we have that gives us that uh, gift. And it's not works. It's not, if you go back, if, uh, if you go back into Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, back into uh, the Old Testament, it's always works plus faith. Works plus faith. Mm-hmm. And, and in, the, in this age of grace, God has opened it up so that all can come in because he wants you. Mm-hmm. And he's taken away all the, all the, the uh, things that hold you back, that would hold you back. He's paid everything. He's paid it in full. He's opened it up, and he wants you. And, and, and if, if you end up in eternal hell in the lake of fire, it's because of your unbelief. Mm-hmm. Right? In Ephesians 3, 1 through 5, teaches us that God's message of grace was first revealed to Paul. It was through the Apostle Paul that God's of grace was preached to the Gentiles. Okay. Daniel, would you read uh, Ephesians 3, uh, 1 through 5? Yeah. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you word to you word. Yeah. (laughs) How that by revelation, he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in word, a few words whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. you got to remember that Paul's uh, revelations from the risen Christ tells how, how God operates and how, how he opened up everything that, uh, that has, to, and everything points to the cross and the works at the cross. For us, and he and he give Paul through revelations the the uh, mystery, and gave him the knowledge of the mystery, and then he's giving it to us. 
And this mystery is the body of Christ, that we are part of his body. Mm-hmm. And it's to the individual, not to a nation. In Galatians um, 1, 13 through 16, gives testimony that God's grace was what changed Paul from being a number one enemy of Christ into uh, number one preacher among the Gentiles. Christ into, uh, so he became a number one preacher of Christ from Christ's enemies. That's grace. So, yeah, so he went from number one enemy to the number one preacher. And, yeah, that's right. Um, An apostle. Epistle, yeah. apostle. Uh, so in, in Galatians, as you said, 1, 13 through 16, mm-hmm. um, I'll read that. For ye have heard of my conversation in times past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. And there again, he's, he, he didn't go to man for his information or his salvation. He went to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ went to him. Mm-hmm. So, let's so go to, what do we have? Um, well, okay. um, we'll do Timothy in a moment, but we're going to first take a break. Okay. And when we come back, we'll continue with our definition scriptures of uh, grace. All right. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 14th Street Ministries is a listener-supported ministry. Your donations are most appreciated. You can make donations on our website at 14thstreetministries.com. Our goal is to preach the gospel to a lost and dying world. Our message is to lift the believer, teaching sound doctrine by rightly dividing the word of truth. We are a grace ministry. You can reach out to us by calling 314-243-3779 or by contacting us on the web at 14thstreetministries.com or follow our Facebook page. Look for 14th Street Online Bible Study. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. listening to the radio program why paul if you'd like to participate in today's program call in to 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 or send an email to michael r mix at 14th street ministries.com now back to why paul and welcome back again we're talking our definitions and scripture texts uh today we're talking about grace uh i'm your host michelle mix I'm your host, uh, Michael Mix. Law. 
What was that? <laughs> we didn't hear you. We only heard law. <laughs> law. Oh, Danielle Law. Okay. Who, who are you? Your, your host. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, I heard and, you guys. Okay. And we're at uh, Timothy 1, 11 through 16. Okay. First Timothy 1, chapter 1, 11 through 16 explains why God used Paul for this job of making his grace known. It was because Paul's conversion is the pattern of grace. Paul deserved the most severe punishment of hell. But by the grace of God, he was saved and given the right, as all believers have today, to sit with Christ in heavenly places. So, if he can save Paul, mm-hmm. he can save me, and he can right. save you. And, and Paul believed, and that was counted to him as salvation, as righteousness. Yes. You see, Danielle, would you read First Timothy 1, 11 through 16? According to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit for this cause, I obtained mercy that in me First, Jesus Christ might shew forth all long suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Yeah, when he's talking about chief, he's he's not saying he was the, the most the biggest sinner. He was saying that grace was given, he was the first one to receive this grace. And 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 this uh, responsibility of this apostleship. So he's, he's the chief. Uh, Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. In other words, he's, he's who, who's we look, he, who we look to. We don't worship him or nothing, but we look to him because the message was given to Paul from the risen Christ to give to us, mm-hmm. like Moses was to Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay, Danielle? Um, Ephesians 2 6 and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now that's how he sees us now. Can uh, right now he we're, we're buried with Christ, we're baptized in his bap- in his death, we're buried with Christ, we're res- resurrected with Christ, and we sit with Christ at the right hand of God. That's a good position to be in, right? Mm-hmm. In Romans three twenty four, goes on to tell us that the reason God is free to deal with mankind today in grace is because of what Jesus Christ accomplished for us on the cross. 
the Lord Jesus Christ paid our debts of our sins, and in receiving him, we are set free to enjoy God's love and to live in his favor. So because, because we agree with what God says, we believe what God says, and we acted on it. We believed, and then we have this free gift. Mm-hmm. And so in Romans 3.24, it says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's free. It's open. It's free to us. Okay, let's go to some practical points. Everything required for my salvation has been supplied by my God. Salvation is the work of God in, in my behalf. Now, to get that point through, our stubborn, thick human heads, we are told that justification is unmerited and undeserved on our part. On the other hand, it is given freely to us on God's part. It could not be made more clear. Salvation comes to us, not on the basis of works. Our works are in, uh, none of our works are good deeds or whatever, but on the basis of a free gift from God. Since I am now in God's favor, apart from any good works of my own, then if I happen to do a bad deed, it does not charge, it does not change God's attitude towards me. Before you jump to any conclusions, please understand this does not mean that a believer is free to go out and continue sinning, contrary to popular opinion. But in accordance with scriptures, as a believer dwells upon this grace of God in which he now stands, it will motivate him to do good works. In other words, we work because out of gratitude for what mm-hmm. he's done for us. Yeah. Uh, Titus 2, 11 through 12. For, God, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And, and, and how we do that, we, we rightly divide the word of truth. We, uh, we go to Paul's, uh, Paul's epistles, Romans through Philemon. We, we understand and, and uh, read sound doctrine and apply it to a life as we learn. We apply those things to our lives. And, and again, I say because, not out of because we have to, it's out of gratitude what Christ has done for us. Mm-hmm. This wonderful works of grace. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, does everybody understand what grace is? Yes. And that you can't mix works and grace. Mm-hmm. That's where so much confusion comes in because they'll take, They'll go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Christ's earthly ministry, and t- take take that those works under the law and mix them with grace, and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Mix or grace and works does not mix. You either have works or you have grace. Mm-hmm. And if if you want to, if you want works, then you go back under the law. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go under the law, right? So. Okay, 
So we ought to, next one we ought to go to is the definition of redemption. Yep, uh, that would be our fifth one. Fifth then definition okay. is redemption. Okay. All right, the question is, what did Jesus Christ accomplish on the cross? So we always look at the cross. Everything happened on the cross. We look at the cross. We look at the cross. What happened at the cross? Michelle, would you read uh, Romans uh, 3.24? Uh, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Yeah, and redemption is freedom. Mm-hmm. By payment of the price. He paid He paid the price, and that gave us freedom. Danielle, would you read um, Romans 3, 21 through 24? Yeah. And we're talking but, about redemption, okay? Yeah. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And we can take special note of the fact that all the blessings of Romans 3, 21 through 24, uh, which we have studied up so far, has all become available to the believer through the one tremendous that the one tremendous event. So everything in Romans 3, 21 through 28 hinges on this one event, which is found in the last part of verse 24. So um, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, even though all of these blessings are given freely to us, the blessings did have a price tag and the Lord Jesus Christ paid that price. So the word redemption was a common word used in the Bible days. It was often used in the purchase of a slave. So there were three different words which were used, which spoke of three different types of redemption. Now, those three words, um, number one was akolazo, akolazo, which means to buy in a marketplace, kind of like a trade center. In Bible days, a person could go to a slave market and purchase a slave. And then you have exacalazo. I think I'm spelling it right. It, it don't sound like the word is, but it's acolazo. It's, it's actually acolazo, exacolazo, which means to buy out of the marketplace for one reason or another, to slave Another, a slave could be purchased out of the marketplace, never to be put up for sale again. And then there's uh, lutro, number three, which is luto, which means to set free by paying the price. The price of the slave's freedom is called the ransom price. According to this type of purchase, the ransom price of the slave is paid in his behalf, following, allowing him to be set free, liberated or delivered from bondage. In the Bible days, sometimes a person became a slave because they couldn't pay their debt. In Leviticus 25, 25 through 7, God laid out the conditions of the law in redemption. 
The, re- the Redeemer must be the next of kin. The, the Redeemer must be able to pay the price fully. The Redeemer must be willing to pay the price. So those are all the uh, conditions that Christ provided. He's, he's the Redeemer. He's the next of kin. The Redeemer must be able to pay the price. He was able to pay it fully. And he must be willing to pay the price. Um, if a relative loved the slave enough and was able to pay off their debt and willing to, they could go to the slave market, pay the price for that slave, and set him free. This is redemption, freedom by payment of a price. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us when he died upon the cross. We were enslaved under the debt of our sins. Romans 6.23 says, that the payment of sin is death. The Lord Jesus Christ loved us enough to come by virgin birth to the earth, the slave market, as akin to mankind and being the sinless son of God. He was able to pay the price for all mankind's sins, and he willingly died upon the cross, shedding his blood for the payment of our debt of sin. And you had mentioned Romans 6.23, so I'll read read that. Yeah. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we have that gift by just believing. No works, Mm -hmm. just believe it, to have eternal life. What a a blessing. Mm -hmm. God's righteousness is imputed to us who believe. We are all declined, we are all declared righteous freely by his grace, only because the Lord Jesus paid the price. We have been set free from sin. No wonder the Bible says salvation is a gift and not of works. It is done not only not only did Jesus Christ die for our sins, but he was raised from our for our justification according to Romans 4:25. Danielle, would you read that? Yeah. Romans 4:25 who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. So, uh, Daniel, go ahead and wrap it up here on the practical points. Yeah, practical points. Some who resist the truth of salvation being a gift given to those who believe, apart from works, argue against this doctrine by calling it cheap grace. How dare anyone refer to the blood of Jesus Christ shed at Calvary and payment for man's sins as cheap grace, and then to think of their own works as something more valuable than the blood of the Son of God. That kind of thinking leads me to believe that they don't really know the gospel and that they have not believed the truth and are yet in their sins. Another thing redemption does is free a person from guilt. Since Since Jesus Christ paid for my sins, Rather than just letting me off the hook, I can now live with a clear and grateful conscience before God forever. If my sins were not paid for, I would have to carry the guilt of those sins with me. And so, and with that is a great place to end and we'll uh, come back. We'll refresh with this um, next week and we'll continue with our definitions in scripture. So see you next week. You have 
have been listening to Why Paul. Visit us on the web at 14thStreetMinistries.com. And please join Michael R. Mix, Michelle Mix, David Reed, and Pamela Lampton again next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for more thoughts and wisdom. Also, be sure to tell everyone about our program. Yeah.